Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, as always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, beginning with me. So once again, thank you always so much for, for, for taking the time, particularly again as we enter summer. And, uh, you know, a lot. this is probably going to be one of the best summers of our lives. It truly is. We'll talk more about that a little bit later here. But as busy as everybody is with the kids in school and starting to open up and, you know, still a little bit of confusion on what CDC says or the White House says, and that's fine. We're going to work through that. We'll give you some solid common sense advice as always. But, again, I am just so happy of all of us banding together, working through things. Maybe this was a, a, a good life lesson. I want to say that correctly because the cost is, was enormous, and it will still be enormous. It will be a tsunami effect for some of us for the rest of our lives. Some of us will never recover. But for all of us to band together, to take care of ourselves and our families and our neighbors and our friends and our community, we're going to look at life a little bit differently. But I just want to thank you for taking your valuable time with all that's going on in your world and the world at large and giving us a listen. It's my absolute honor. And we'll, we'll explain more on that a little bit later. This is a, if we do it right, this is a very good show. So as always, the first question we ask our listeners is, how are you? How are you doing today? Better than hopefully uh, a, a few weeks ago or even a few months ago. There's an old saying, what a difference a day makes, what a difference a year makes. So I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself first. You can't take care of your family and your friends unless you take care of yourself. And again, this virus really triggered a lot of, for a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, mental health issues. And that will take a while to work through. And I'll, I'll answer the question, uh, Dave, when will we go back to normal? The answer is always the same. This is the new normal. It's kind of like fire season. This is the new normal, getting fires and the western part of the United States. It's the new normal. Just after 9-11, we had to adjust, and now we're going to have to adjust, you know, because of what happened to us, particularly with this virus. So please, and all that you do, please take care of you. Get your workouts in. Get your meditation in. Take walks. Relax. Have a cup of coffee. I shouldn't say this, but we're all adults. If maybe you have that extra uh, uh, wine of, or an extra libation, that kind of just puts you in a nice moment there, go for it, you know. Uh, there is an old saying, uh, eat all the haagen you want, just mix in the Slim Fast because it all works out in the end. So I want to make sure as we are still on the road to recovery, it is going to be a while, and then we have the world at large to vaccinate, please take care of you because there's going to be stress. There's going to be there's there, there's going to be things we're overwhelmed that we have to go back to work. That we have to do these things, we got to catch up. Uh, uh, the stress of planning a vacation for the kiddies—I mean, that's a lot of stress in itself. So please take good care of yourself. All right. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know we 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 are. Have you noticed, by the way, that in, in this and 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 I was talking to a, a friend of mine, 
and, and he's an avid Trump supporter. He just loves Trump. And he loved him so much because he got away with this stuff. Look at what he says. Look at what he does. And yet I talked to a friend of mine, and, and I say, how are you doing? I always say, how's the family, the stress, and stuff like that. He says, well, it's, it's, it's not as much as before. I'm going, hmm, why? Well, he said, with Trump, there was always something every day. I'm going, really? I did not notice that. Every day there was always something with Mr. Trump. Really? But because someone of his personality or caliber or whatever the vernacular is, 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 is no longer in the, in the forefront, that reduces a lot of white noise. Then you add to that the fact that we are moving forward with the vaccines. The numbers are starting to come down significantly, for goodness sakes, God bless. But hopefully there's less stress in your life. We have uh, 155 million folks that have, that have gotten, uh, a third of, third of Americans, rather, have gotten their second shots. 1.4 billion people in the world have two shots. Uh, 155 million of, of, of uh, California, I believe. Is that right? I think that's about right. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's amazing that we're taking care of things day by day, step by step. The biggest problems, ladies and gentlemen, and you're smart, you know this, is, is not those Mount Everest problems. But you just pick at it bit by bit by bit, you know. I always say if, if you can take one extra step a day, you know, up that mountain, just one extra step a day, imagine 30 days and look down and see how far you've come. It's kind of like working out. You don't want to get rid of 100 pounds in, in, in a month because it's going to find you. When you lose weight, it finds you. But you want to alter your lifestyle bit by bit. Maybe exercise a little bit more, you know. Watch your diet. Watch your intake. It's always the small things that can really make a big difference. And, and that's what we're doing. Now, I know that there's some confusion uh, uh, What the CDC came out last, I think it was Thursday, and then the White House is like, uh-oh, this wasn't exactly overly coordinated. But uh, a lot of people, the confusion is, do we, should we wear our mask even if we've got the vaccines? My answer is absolutely yes. Please. It's an extra layer of protection for yourself and for others. And, and, and even though the CDC is kind of saying, well, you know, you, you, you really don't have to, I recommend you wear that because we cannot police everybody saying, okay, do you have your card? Did you get your second shot? Did you get the one shot, the one and done? So I recommend for now, you know, it's in, and even in California, they're going to uh, attempt to look at dropping their tiers to the lowest level, and that's going to be, this July 15th, if I'm correct, is it? No, no, June 15th, June 15th. So if we can wear it for a year, we can wear it for a few more weeks. And it's really not that hard, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we're starting to go out to restaurants and do things. Just put on your mask, for goodness sakes. And I also recommend, we said it last show, if you have your CDC card, it's that little white card, take a photo of that, send it to a spouse, send it to one of your kids. If your kids have the CDC card, you know, uh, make sure you get a copy of that. Keep it in your purse. Keep it in your wallet. Keep it in your uh, the, the card, maybe in your in your passport, so you don't lose it. Because that's going to be pretty important here in the future, for goodness sakes. But we are, we are getting better. And I, again, I'm so proud of all of us. If this if this thing taught us anything, it talks about how vulnerable we were, and how we might have taken our freedoms for granted, whether it's 
the government saying, hey, stay home, or the freedom of not being able to go out to a movie, a restaurant, sleepovers with the kids, you know, playing around and so forth. It really taught us how lucky and how fortunate we are, but at an amazing cost, for goodness sakes. I just think in that uh, something that uh, President Biden said, and, and, and it really didn't pick up a lot of traction. And I think I mentioned it last time, but I want to mention it again, Independence Day. I think this is going to be an extraordinary day for all of us to celebrate our independence from either the virus or our history as, as, as a country of Americans and so forth, because it is about freedom to choose to live the life that you wish, to pursue your happiness, whatever that pursuit may be, to be kind, to be just, to be grateful for all the things that we have. If, if, if anything, uh, in one word, I, I, I think the, the, the word this year is going to be appreciative, that we are should be appreciative that we can go outside. Something so simple as a barbecue. I don't really like it when uh, uh, people falsely celebrate things. You know, they, 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 they don't per se support the troops, but on Independence Day, they'll wear that flag. You know, they'll do that that one day. I think, you know, we should be appreciative every day of our lives, for goodness sakes. So what, what I'm trying to say is, as, as, as we move forward, let's not be over hyper. Let's take baby steps for ourselves and our family and our community at large, for goodness sakes. And during this, 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 this summer season, I recommend that we all take a calming moment. That, 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 that we have, per se, that, that moment of silence. That we look around and see how lucky that we all are, ladies and gentlemen. Because the, the death toll is just staggering. In the United States alone, just under 600,000 deaths. 586,000. Worldwide, 3.3 million people. And then you add on to that the, the, the folks who have contracted the virus, who haven't died and are still affected by it. As I said before in the last show, it's, it's like heat stroke. You know, your body's going to be susceptible. Your body is going to be uh, uh, vulnerable to other things. And then you add on to that, ladies and gentlemen, the stress of, you know, maybe maybe there's, there, there's more drug addiction, alcohol addiction, abuse cases, and then you look at those folks, God bless them, that are homeless and were on the edge before, but are really past the edge now because in part because of this. So what I'm trying to say is this 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 holiday season as we come up to Memorial Day and start the summer celebration, just moments of calmness. Because there's going to be more stress involved, and that's why we have to appreciate it and take it day by day bit by bit, step by step. I'm just, I know I'm preaching here, but that's that's part of my job as your host, is to help. In a word, I think we should be grateful. When this is all said and done, you know, uh, the doctors and those nurses, anybody associated with a hospital or urgent care center, anybody associated with any medical 
any, 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 in, 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 in the medical field, for goodness sakes. And then you look at your, your frontline medics and EMT paramedics, your first responders. And then let's, let's, let's really kind of hit on this. Those who worked in the morgues, what they saw, what they went through, what they experienced. And we still got our food. And how did we get our food? Because the drivers still drove the trucks. I was actually scared to death that we were going to have a Mad Max situation in which fuel trucks would have been hijacked. I did hear of a, a, of a truck uh, being hijacked outside of uh, Nevada. They, they, they took it. was a Safeway grocery type truck. They just took it. <laughs> it was like a, a, a Goodfellas movie with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. They just took the truck full of food. I was really afraid of that. And some of these drivers were saying, you know, we need more money. It's just not worth it. But we still got our fuel. We still got our, our food, which means the grocery stores were still open and the clerks showed up. We all did our duty. And then you got to think about, you know, those teachers trying to teach kids, trying to Zoom with the kids, and those single parents. We know how easy that job is, for goodness sakes only working 30, 40 hours a day, plus taking care of the kids. Again, we were all in this together. And now we're grateful that we can go to a restaurant or we can ha go to a bar. Grateful is the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, for this holiday season. Gratefulness. Appreciative. As, as you know, folks, um, I'm an odd duck. I, I, every day I take inventory try to keep my side of the street clean I try not to judge others because it doesn't really do any and it d doesn't doesn't do any good you know there's an old saying when you point a finger at someone you got three fingers pointed back at you you know and all that negativity it just it doesn't work I, I, I wish in some sense I can take my brain and my heart which is a little tired and put it in in, in the body of, of a 20 year old I don't care, boy, girl, black, white, yellow, brown, thin, fat, eyes, four eyes, two eyes, fat acne, I don't care. I would just kick butt. Oh, my goodness. And I would have less stress in my life. The things that I have worried about really didn't amount to anything. I mean, as a kid, I had to think ahead and play chess on how to steal food or tighten up parts of my body. So I self-taught myself kinesiology at age eight or nine and you know and it, it kind of worked in my favor in foster care thinking ahead playing chess per se but uh in the air force that helped out problem solving or problem solving with the uh fire department or even you know the ins and outs of publishing but to the, the older we get man stress is just not necessary and i do pride myself I've been blessed, and I, I, my program, I try to do three nice things a day. I say, sir, and ma'am a lot, and, and I was out, actually, at, 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 a, at a bar, uh, having a libation, and there was this young man, a very young man, a very, 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 uh, maybe 22, 23, and it was, it was at, uh, it was, he's a gay bartender, happy bartender, 
And I said, thank you, sir. And he kind of just flipped out, like, oh, my God, you called me, sir. Oh, my God, you can't do that. You're hurting my feelings. And I wanted to pull him aside and say, come here, son. You're 21. I'm 60. I'm not trying to go Gran Torino, but I'm really being polite. Has anybody ever bullied you? Has anybody ever mistreated you? Because maybe you're, you're different to them or they're threatened by you, or they're just plain bullies. And here I am calling you, sir. And this is my program, my side of the street. Want to talk about freedom of speech? I try to, to promote kindness as best as I can because I know how lucky I am. If you're new to the show, I should be in dead or in jail because what happened to me as a, as a young man, it was very unfortunate for myself and my family, my siblings, and Everybody around me, my teachers, who I just love to death. So my side of the program is I try to do three nice things a day. Good deeds, good words. And it makes me feel better. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to request something from you. Here's your homework assignment. Here's your mission, should you accept it. And it's not mission impossible, and it's not mission difficult. It's mission nice. How about we all do this? And tell your children and your family and friends, let's pass this along. Let's pay this forward, backwards, sideways, every, every dimension that we can. Let's do this. Let's all do this with the sound of my voice. This summer season, as we open up and barbecue, and Disneyland's now open for goodness sakes, restaurants are open for goodness sakes, the beaches will be open for goodness sakes. Let's do this. Three times a day, until further notice, let's all pass on thanks to everyone. To the people who collect our garbage, thank you. The people who delivered our mail, thank you. They even thank Amazon. Oh, my gosh. We, we all, myself included, had to get that one thing at Amazon that we really didn't need, but we had to have. Gotta have it. Let's be grateful when we go to the theaters and buy that ticket or get that extra popcorn with extra butter, by the way, please, and a hot dog and, of course, Diet Coke. That will even it all out, of course. Let's be grateful to those teachers and those police officers. And to everybody in our little world, let's just say thank you. Thank you for all that you did. Thank you for your service. I think that would be a good thing. And it's, it's amazing. When you do more for others, just give a tiny bit of yourself to others. Do you know that actually puts more joy in your life, which lessens your stress? I've said this a hundred times, and I'll probably say it again in this program, but my divorce was... It almost did me in. And there was no fighting. We loved each other. We still love each other. We're just two different people. You know, and I'm sure we both could have worked on it, you know, to make it better. It happens. Sometimes love is just, just not enough. But what really saved me, of course, was, you know, my, my, my son and his family and my little grandson, of course, being born. And I had a very small support system, but it was vital. But one of the things that saved me was being grounded. I would do 
like a lot of people do, I do the poor Dave show, poor pitiful Pelzer show. And I don't know what it was. It was G. Diddy or the big JC or another higher power. Every time I was at the depths of despair, I would get a code three call. And I'm always dressed. I'm so I'm so I'm sometimes I'm first on scene. It's called IC Incident Commander, and I'm running the show for a little bit. You know, waiting for the cavalry to come. And I would come home sometimes and s- just have bodily fluids on me, or you know, you kind of the adrenaline wears off, and you kind of get the shakes a little bit, and you kind of plate in your head: Did I do this right, or did I did this wrong, or well, could I've done something to make it, make it better? And it, it kind of take me out of my pity party. Does that make sense? Because the more that you give of yourself, the more that you can receive for yourself. And it actually reduces stress. All that white noise just goes away. And it doesn't lessen the significance of what you're going through. A divorce is like cancer. I don't wish that on anybody. I truly don't. I don't wish cancer on anybody. I don't want bad things to happen to people really anybody because it makes it puts me on the dark side and I don't want to be on the dark side I want to be in the light I want to be in light where it's warm and I can receive more and I can do more it's perpetual ladies and gentlemen you see what I want to tie in is you know I get questions all the time I'll try to answer some of them even this, this program but I always get the th- uh, uh, we get nice compliment compliments like oh Dave you're always upbeat oh Dave you, you've, you've done a lot. Oh, Dave, do you ever stress? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, you, you're stressing out on the job or stressing out on, on, on my personal life? Of, of, of course. I mean, the last two years, what, we had a divorce, and I had to box up my wife's beautiful things. It took me hours to box one box for her or pack one box for her because I would look at all the things that I purchase for her thinking you know that 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 I could get to see her in an outfit or shoes or a, a, a nice purse that we got her and then I had to do the big move boy that was hard and renting a place before I can buy a place living out of boxes and of course I have my own issues my triggers I have my insecurities I used to feel pretty guilty about how come I survived and other people have not per se survived how come I'm so lucky and that's why I thought I can do more because I, I just feel that obligation and I s- at other times I realized I do not feel like I'm just good enough and I was raised that way of course and that's kind of hard because we know in psychology the first eight years of your life is how it affects you 90 percent of, of your mental well-being <laughs> as you grow older so I've had to deal with that other 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 things is uh, I, I is and that's one of the reasons, again, I, and I say this in code, is, is I try to work my program. I try to keep my side of the street clean. I try to be less judgmental, I guess, folks. But I have to watch myself. My whole life is surrounded by peace. How I walk, talk, and dress. How I keep my house clean. How I can look at any item in my house and it makes me smile. I don't sleep a lot. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. And lately, because I'm moving, you know, I have this nice little deck. It's a small little deck outside. And I look at a beautiful wind chime 
and it makes me smile. I look at the flowers I've, oh, I've been planting, oh my goodness. Uh, uh, I've only been in this, 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 this small townhouse in the Russian River with the redwood trees, I think, for five weeks now. But uh, I've been to this one nursery probably 20 times because <laughs> I love to plant and uh, uh, do things and move things around and so forth and see my garden, my Zen garden grow per se. And I try to be nice. And the older I get, I try to watch my triggers, things that set me off. I pride myself in manners, but sometimes I'm not as nice as I should be. And that really bugs me. I'll go, I'll, I've, I've done this. Uh, I called an old friend. I said, hey, I saw you about three weeks ago, and I forgot to ask, how is your wife doing? Or if I said something stupid, please forgive me, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, Pelzer, what are you talking about? Forget about it. But it means a lot to me to be nice. It's important to me. Because it not only makes me feel good, but I want to pass it along to others, if that makes sense. But I think, and this is very private, don't tell anybody. Uh, people probably know me know this, but I think my biggest trigger is feeling devalued. When I feel that I f I'm feeling devalued, it, it just it just kills me to my core, and I think that's one of the reasons why you know I've 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 lost a relationship or two or three. And and part of that is my childhood. You know, living in the bottom of the basin, or feeling like I'm a ghost in front of my own siblings. It was just absolutely terrible. And what I'm trying to stress is, for you, before we go out and celebrate. You know, and, 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 and just go crazy to be kind and be appreciative and just look at your side of the street, value yourself, look at your triggers so we can have less stress in our lives. That's what I'm really trying to convey here, ladies and gentlemen. My mom, I have to forgive her. Hurt people hurt people. She was horribly abused by her mother. And back then, women didn't have rights. We didn't talk about sex or politics, or mental health. We didn't talk about money. We kept everything to ourselves in our little lock boxes. That's why if you look at me as a host, I'm not your best host, but I give you my best, and we talk about everything. We talk about everything, and I try to tie it together, and sometimes I hit, and sometimes I miss, but you know what I am going to do? I'm going to swing away. Remember that movie, Signs? Swing away, Earl. Swing away. Why do you always swing at everything? I thought I'd be ashamed not to try. I'm going to give you my damnedest. And you don't have to agree with me. And I know I say stupid things, and I'm all too human. We're all too human. But I'm going to swing away every chance I get. Because that's just, to me, it's, it's that moments in life. You have no idea what the day's going to be in store for you. If you're living in the past, you cannot go forward. And life is about movement, ladies and gentlemen, and we are moving forward. We are getting better and stronger every day. And another thing, and I mean this, I've said it before, I'll say it a thousand times. If you listen to this show, you are never alone. You have a sense of value. You have a mission. I don't know what your mission is, but we all have a purpose. We all have value. That's why it's so important for you to take care of yourself. And you know, i got to tell you, folks, out of all the things, 
and, 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 and everybody knows me. I mean, I, 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 I love clean sheets. <laughs> Why? So I can get good rest. Out of all the things I love, because I got a question, Dave, what do you like most? Well, I love good food, of course, and I do like an occasional libation and a sometimes cigar, and I listen to soft uh, spa-like music. I surround myself in, in, in very peaceful things. But the older I get, I think of all the things I love, I love to sleep, to fall into deep, 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 restful sleep. And, and part of that, you know, and I kind of had to do some house cleaning, part of that was, was when I was a boy. You know, I started living in the basement. I was about four years of age, and I was scared to death. I mean, a, a four-year-old kid living in a basement. I thought the shadows were these snakes or giant alligators or these dinosaurs, and they would come either to eat me or squeeze me to death or just rip me apart. It was hard. It was hard. The older I get, I just realized how lucky I was. And back in the day, I was trained. You know, I had to wait for a command to, 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 to come up the stairs and clear off the dinner dishes from the table or to do the dinner dishes at the sink or to clean the bathroom. There were all these commands and stomps and yells. And I, I, had, to, I had my antenna, my radar had to be on constantly, constantly. Otherwise, I paid the price. There was one time, and it really had a very negative effect on me. There was one time uh, my mom would either have me sit at the base of the stairs and then I heard through an argument they had upstairs that they were tired of opening the door and looking at it. They were tired of looking at it. So my mom, for a few months in this one winter, had me stand uh, by the garage door and there was this mail slot. So, and, and again, the coldest winter I ever spent was in the summer of San Francisco. That's little Mark Twain. I remember looking at this mail slot, and you can see the fog roll in, and I have a T-shirt on, and I'm very cold. And I remember standing up, and I can listen to the family upstairs eating dinner, you know, uh, scraping something, cutting something, chewing something, laughing at something. And there will be a lull. And then I remember one time, mom was a, mother was a, a, a draw, drew, drew a bath for her children. Think about it. Her children are what? Uh, I'm eight. That means the oldest is like nine. And, and Stan uh, was maybe eight himself. And, 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 and mother would still draw them a bath. And that would muffle the sounds. I remember I was so tired one time, I fell asleep standing up. And usually my radar is up. I can hear things. I can hear when she opens the door and starts to boom, 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 walk down. So I make sure I stand up rigid straight and, you know, uh, my position of address, how I had to stand in a very painful manner. But this one time, when she drew the bath, it muffled the sound, and I fell asleep standing up. That's an art. Because <laughs> I was so exhausted. And I will never forget this. In my sleep, I felt something cold, ice cold. There was a temperature change. There was something. And I just remember slowly opening my eyes. And I think I turned 
uh, from right to left. I just turned my head, and I swear to God, she was standing right behind me. It was dark. I can see her eyes. I can smell her piercing vodka breath. And it was like it was like Sigourney Weaver in the movie Alien. There was a scene in which she's got uh, her she's putting on her spacesuit or about to put it on, and she's moving real fast. And she stops and puts on the suit, and she's about to put on the helmet, I think. And she looks, and the alien is like not even an inch from her face, and it's got that dripping acid, and it's just like, oh my God, what is she gonna do? How is she gonna get out of this one? And that's what happened to me. I really was so, so frightened. And ever since then, I swear to you, I, 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 I never fell asleep then. I would take a cat nap for five seconds and wake up for five minutes and then take another five-second nap. This happened for the next, you know, several years until I was finally rescued at age 12, or so I thought. In foster care, I didn't really sleep very well. I'd have nightmares as I'm running down this maze, and my mother's chasing me after me with a knife, and I could not get out of the maze. I can see the exit. I can't get out. In the Air Force, I didn't even sleep. I remember basic training. I almost got tossed out because I couldn't sleep, and I was slow. It takes a toll on you. Even in the air, uh, when I was flying for the Air Force, I, I, I must have had thousands of flights. In the nine-plus years flying for the Air Force, we flew a lot, and we would fly what's called TDY, Temporary Duty Assignment. You fly from California to Okinawa, Japan, or you fly from California to Mildenhall Air Base in England, and everybody else would rack out. It's a 13, 15-hour flight. I never slept a moment. Every flight in the Air Force, the, day, the, the, the night prior to the flight, day prior to the flight, I never slept. I just never felt safe to sleep. And this is something I carried on even as a civilian. You know, as a, as a writer, I'd go to Tokyo, I wouldn't sleep. Or, you know, I'd go to London, I couldn't sleep. And I have something called, I, I call it house phobia. I cannot sleep over at someone's house. I've only done that maybe a half dozen times in my entire life. I just don't feel comfortable enough to sleep. It's amazing. And then you add to that. You know, my, my divorce, or as a firefighter, uh, 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 proud to work at the Russian River in the Monoreal Fire Department, super, super busy, and I can see guys just rack out. They're so tired, they'll fall asleep in the chair, and they'll be in a deep snoring sleep. I would close my eyes, and I would kind of rest a little bit, but man, you hear certain sounds, and boop, you're up, and, and I, would be, I would go home after a shift. I'd be so exhausted, I would take like a nine-hour nap. Sleep to me is everything. And, and here's a question. Here's a question. Wh what is the number one thing? The number one thing we do on vacation. The number one thing that we do, the takeaway. And we all do this. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. Uh, you know, honey, well, let's go on vacation. Let's, let's, let's go dancing. Let, let's party. Let's have, let's have three or four dozen libations more than we should. We're going to have the best sex ever. We're going to have great sex. Now, by the way, I'm, I'm going to deviate because we're getting serious here. I'm going to deviate for a second and confess something to you. Because I, I did get a question, and I, 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 I promised to answer it, and this is called a tie-in. 
Dave, is it true that you almost killed Dr. Ruth? Yes. It was an accident. Yes. <laughs> I feel like how they tied in Tom Cruise hanging off the jet in one of those Mission Impossible movies. They've been trying to do that for years, and they tied it in perfectly, and here is a good tie-in. Ladies and gentlemen, I confess I almost killed Dr. Ruth, but it was an accident. What it was, very quickly, is I'm at the, uh, it's called the Authors Convention or something. They used to hold it in Chicago, and on Memorial Day weekend, I think it was. And there's something called a green room where you have the authors and publishers and stuff like that. And what it is, you go out and people come to see you and you talk for a few minutes and sign a few books. And you have people that, that, that handle you. They, they, they escort you here, escort you there, and you take a photo or two or something like that. And what it was, uh, um, the, the, the we were in this tented area. And um, uh, they, they open up this curtain, and the, my escort's telling me, okay, Dave, go left, go right, and this is where you're going to be at. And I'm looking down at my uh, the person who's assisting me, and, and the curtains has come open, and I swear to God, out of nowhere, this, this tiny bundle force of nature person heads right toward my belly button and I swear to God on the Bible I lifted my leg and she passed right through me and announces hello everybody I want everybody here to have great sex and right behind her is her granddaughter blushing oh grandma grandma stop that that's so embarrassing I'm only 16 <laughs> stop it that's gross and it was little Dr. Ruth. She was headed right. If I did not lift my leg, she would have hit my hip or pelvis, and bam, I would have just killed her. Knocked her flat on her butt. Pelzer kills Dr. Ruth. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was an accident. And she was so cute. You know what's great about someone like Dr. Ruth? You know, she, 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 she makes it sound easy about your sex life. Oh, my goodness, whatever. I think the best story she told me I don't know if I've had the pleasure of telling you this story. So beautiful, I can't pass on this. Her mother and her aunt were on a train. The Nazis had them, and they were probably going to a concentration camp. And the mother distracted one of the guards, and Dr. Ruth escaped. And I think she was either six or ten or eight, just a small little child. And she tells a story that she was just getting lost on this frozen lake all alone. And think about that. A poor child in World War II, Nazis, in the words of Indiana Jones, she, I hate these guys, and how she became a doctor, a therapist, and of all things to talk about sex, have a great sex life. So with that, let's answer the question. What is the number one thing we like to do on vacations? What's the number one takeaway from our vacations? Is it the drinking? Is it the partying? Is it the dancing? Is it the food? Is it the great sex? Eh. Sleep. We spend thousands and thousands of dollars to go to Disneyland, to go to Universal, to go to XYZ, so we can wait online and the kids, the noise, the crowds, the whatever. The best vacations, ladies and gentlemen, is we get good good sleep and I've told you the story a long time ago but we'll tell it again I want to go on a cruise I've always wanted to do that and now that I'm old and and alone 
I think I'm going to be that guy at the bar. Not, 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 don't take that the wrong way. I will be the guy at the bar because I love to people watch. I like to see lovers in love. I like to see people my age that have been married for a thousand years and they've still got love in their eyes. I like to listen to piano. I want to be that guy at the end of the bar. And all I'm going to do on this cruise is nothing. I'm just going to eat by myself, have a cigar in my little private veranda, have a, have a nice martini, dress like my, my, my good friend Daniel Craig, James Bond son, and smile. That's all I want to do. And my friends, pardon me, years ago, excuse me, went on a cruise, came back so excited. Oh, my gosh, it was great, Dave. It was fantastic. Best vacation ever. What'd you guys do? What'd you guys do? Oh, my goodness. We and, and listen to this. Listen to this. They were so excited to exclaim, oh, my God, Dave, we ate the best food ever. We gained 10 pounds each. Best food ever. We watched the sunrise. We watched the sunset. We danced. We partied. We made new friends. We made love once, twice a day. Amazing. Best sleep ever. And I queried them on the cost of the, such an extravagant vacation. And they told me, I'm like, jumping gigawatts. You could have done that at my house for half the price. I just throw in some clean sheets in there. Does, does, does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Does that make sense? You see, the, the, the more stress that we accumulate, the, the more that we have to do to keep our side of the street clean. There, there's a saying, and we're all adults. Everybody does their best work in bed. Now, you might think something provocative. I do not. When you go to bed, you know, your, your, your brain has to shut down. Your brain is like a computer. And then it can shut down so you can rest. You solve all your problems. Because in bed, all you got to do is just relax. And you can't sleep unless you relax. That's why if you've got a problem and you can't really solve it, that's why sometimes you get those nightmares. Sometimes you're running down that hallway because you have that insecurity that hasn't been resolved yet. Or what a lot of people do is, is they keep notes by their bed. I, I remember the best words I found when I was writing books. I would keep something by my bed. I'd go, oh, my God, that's a good line. That's a good word. There was a Seinfeld episode in which the character, Jerry Seinfeld, had the best joke ever, wrote it by his, 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 his bed, but somehow he lost the note. And he was so consumed about, I got to get that pad. Oh, my God, there's a good joke in there somewhere. I got to get it. It's like in the shower. You do your best work in the shower because there's nothing to do. All you got to do is shampoo and body gel. But I know a lot of people that solve a lot of their problems in bed or in the shower. Does that make sense? There's a saying, too, ladies and gentlemen, about people who worry too much. Do not worry, for each day has enough trouble of its own. And if you can solve your problems bit by bit, you're going to have less stress. And the more that you give of yourself, again, less stress, more rest. See, that's what I do. I don't mind working hard. I love working hard. I'm kind of proud of myself. I knocked out this house lickety split, and I can still work in my garden and do all these things. I'm doing a lot of nothing. 
but it's sure keeping me busy. Now, I still, I've had insomnia since, again, I was a child, and I've still got to work on that. But sometimes I get an extra hour of sleep, and I'm like, oh, thank you for that. And I try to make sure, again, I exercise and watch my diet and don't want to be too, too much on the libations, you know. But th I believe this, ladies and gentlemen, because this is about us coming out of this hole a little bit better, a little bit kinder. For me, the more I give, the more that I do, the better I feel, which causes me less stress so I can have a richer, fuller rest. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Does it kind of make sense now? Going through a bad divorce, the pills are pity party, woe is me. I'm turning 60 and I am alone and I'm a real, real, real good guy, but could have done things differently, obviously. Could have been that better guy. Maybe my stress of feeling devalued flashed. See, I got to take accountability. We all got to take our accountability for our side of the street. Otherwise, stress. Otherwise, no rest. Otherwise, you repeat the cycle. And again, how blessed was I to work at the right time, the right place in the fire department. We have a saying in this business, ladies and gentlemen, and it is a business. It's one of the most amazing things I have ever experienced in my life as, 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 as a person, whether flying for the Air Force or writing books, that I, for a fraction of my life, got to be a firefighter, let alone fire captain. Our saying in our business is simply this. We see great people. We see great people on their worst days. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? So all I'm trying to say your takeaway is this. As we move forward to the one of the most amazing summers of our lives, let's all look at ourselves and see how much we can give to others who can use it more than us. So you give a little bit of yourself so you can be at more peace with yourself so you can get a better restful, joyous life. Okay. Well, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I am so honored to be a small fraction of your life. I hope some of what I say, kind of repetitive, I know, I hope you can take something away and you can put that in your backpack as you make your journey. So with that, again, I want to thank you for taking your time and your energy to give us a listen. As always, we want to thank our good friend, Mr. Pat Matheny, for allowing us to use his music. You can go to his website and download some songs. If you have any questions or comments on our show, you go to DavePelzer.com, and we'll try to tie him in. It might take us, might take us a, few <laughs> a few attempts. We, we tried to tie in the... The, the Dr. Ruth thing, which I think we did pretty good. But as always, I just want you to remember, again, you're not alone, that you have a sense of value, you have a sense of worth. 
And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, in the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. And please always keep the faith. Keep the faith in yourself and your family and your friends and your higher power. Keep the faith. You just never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. So, as always, ladies and gentlemen, please do your best and be your best. Step outside yourself every once in a while. Do as much as you can for as long as you can for as many as you can. So this is your host, Dave Pelter, speaking to you in my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, and that begins with me. Until next time, please take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, the recipient of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, always, as always, speaking to you in my own voice, attempting to try to save America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, this is a this is gonna this is a special show. It might be a little bit short, might be long. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm busy, you're busy, but this is a special show, and I'm glad, I'm honored that you will take your valuable time to give us a listen, particularly right now, as we uh, go into the Fourth of July. That is unique, like no other, like no other. I appreciate you giving us a listen taking the time to to slow down maybe have a cup of joe or you know a little walk or, or you know before you go to sleep just to kind of just calm down a little bit and know that you're safe and you're always loved always and forever you are always loved you're always cared for that you're never alone and i'm just so honored that you folks god bless you take time to, to give us a listen this is not the the, the best show in the world i'm definitely an odd host. I think the older I become and how I see things or experience things, I am glad that I am per se different or weird or whatever the vernacular has to be at the moment. I've always had an inner thing that I kind of kept to myself. I call it the Clark Kent Superman effect. On the outside, I might be affable or weak or, or slow or whatever it is I'm dealing with. But on the inside, I have a strong belief that I am lucky, that, that, that I have been spared tragedies, and, and, and I really do embrace trying to make people's lives better. I truly believe that. And for you to take the time to give us a listen means the world to me. So thank you very, very much. And before I forget my manners, and we'll talk about this more at length in a few mementos, uh, happy 4th of July to you, 
to your family, your friends, everybody across this great vast land and everybody in the world. Happy, happy days ahead. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, moving on, moving forward, how are you doing? And all that you're doing, what about you? How are you doing? Hopefully, as we kind of crawl out of this, and, and life is always like that. It's one step forward, five steps back. You know, you can't get a break. You keep struggling. It's always, we've talked about this before, and we get a lot of emails. It's always going to be something. If you can just accept that, it's always going to be something. It's like having children. You know, Johnny's fed, Johnny's okay, but Michelle needs braces. Or Walter fell down, or, 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 or you know, so-and-so needs something. You know, it's, it, my, my son's realizing this. Oh, the car broke down, or this, or that. And that I'm going, that, I, this is it. It's never going to be fixed. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. You just keep kind of rolling with it. You just move forward. Life is about moving forward. And hopefully, you know, there were, I think, week uh, uh, two, week three of freedom, <laughs> freedom time. It's so weird to see people without their mask. <laughs> it's weird. I, I, I look at people and like, oh, my gosh. And then I look at their eyes. I like to look at people's eyes. Oh, my God, you've got beautiful eyes. You haven't noticed that before, Dave? Like, well, yeah, but now with the mask off, I'm really looking at your eyes. But hopefully you're doing well and getting back on track, you know, working out or seeing your friends or traveling just a little bit more or being safe. You know, we've got ways to go, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about this. We, we still have to be careful. We still have to be vigilant. We have to be, ladies and gentlemen. Please, 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 please. And there's going to be good days, and there's going to be bad days. And it's just, and there's always an, an unfortunate event. It's just so sad, so sad. But hopefully you're taking care of yourself. You can't take care of others around you. You can't be a good caregiver. You can't be a good parent. You can't be a good husband, wife, lover, provider, son, daughter, whatever it is, unless you take care of yourself first, please. That's why the, the mantra of the show is, in all that you do, please take care of you. Well... We need to talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. It just breaks my heart, and and I just, I just, I, I just, oh my goodness, the tragedy at Surfside, Florida. Thirteen floors in the middle of the night, gone. And 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 I, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, uh, uh, there was a survivor that uh, gave a statement saying that he saw uh, the pool starting to collapse, and then the garage started to collapse, and then. You know, a short time later, you know, the building, part of the building collapsed. And uh, with this broadcast, uh, June 30th, Year of Our Lord, 2021, it is day six. And, uh, you know, being a firefighter, I've, I've taken what's called rescue. It's rescue class. There's rescue one, two, and three. I took rescue one, and that's 40 hours. And it, it talks about, you know, moving concrete or shifting different weight. And it just breaks my heart when you see a, a young lady saying, you know, thank you guys for what you're doing. And then just get so wound up and say and screaming, saying, you have to do more. You must go faster. You must, you must, you must. And the reality is it, it, it cannot be done. It's very slow. It's very methodical. If it's over, they, they, they teach it. If it's over the size of a golf ball, you've got to stop and analyze because you move some weight here. It offsets weight somewhere else. 
and these uh, first responders folks, it wasn't really reported that much, but they had to fight a fire. There was a fire, and I can't imagine. I was looking at the streams of fire, like because I know the pressure. The pressure at the end of that nozzle is anywhere from 120 to 150 pounds per square inch. And you got to think about the gallons, the thousands of gallons of water being thrown, and then the water weighs down. It's what, eight, eight, uh, eight, eight, eight pounds per gallon, for God's sakes. There's so much to this science. And then, you know, and, and trying to go in and go out, and, and, the, and the first responders have to be safe going in because you don't want to call it a, a IWI, incident with an incident. You know, and you look at what, how, how methodical they were at the World Trade Center, how many months and months and months and months and months to move all that stuff. And then the pancake effect. That's exactly what it is. Boom, 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 boom. It's, if you look at, uh, they could not identify a lot of the bodies at uh, the World Trade Center, if you remember that, ladies and gentlemen. They just did not have enough DNA. It's just sad. I, 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 I just, I just, it just breaks my heart, and I can't imagine. And we're looking at it from the perspective of, 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 of a new show and then being down at the ground level looking up at 13 stories of rubble. So if if you if any of you hear my voice, please know I I I I'm trying to be truthful. I'm trying to be the nice guy here. I just cannot imagine that. I just I feel so terrible about that. And there's so many. There's just so many stories. I mean, the uh, one of the boys, one of the the first that was rescued was a 15 year old boy. And he cried out, please, 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 please don't leave me. And they kept talking to him, we're getting you, we're getting you, we're getting you. And it took hours and hours and hours to get this young boy from what I read. And then they found his mother and they, they transported the mother to the hospital and she uh, died at the local hospital. I can't imagine that. There was a story of, uh, I've read a beautiful story about this one man uh, 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 with two children and an ex-wife. And the ex-wife, the former wife says, oh, he was the best father I've always loved him. I've always carried him in my heart. I think he's a terrific man. I'm going, oh my God, that's, that's something you don't hear from an ex. Or another gentleman, he was 26, uh, 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 has multiple sclerosis, bound to a wheelchair, lived with his parents, and he passed away. Or, or the, uh, there was a couple about to celebrate 60 years of marriage. 60 years. Gosh, I think, I don't, I don't know what my average is, but it's definitely no more than six. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then you have to think about, uh, you know, they got to Dade County Fire Department, and they're, they're known around the world for, for doing rescue ops. And we are good friends from Israel came over to help us out, and our good friends from Mexico, and these are specialists. That's all they do is do this in, in, in training. That is their specialty. You know, and you got to think about the toll it's going to take on them working 12-hour shifts, and then they'll start bringing it down probably to 8 and 6 because you can't be exposed for all that much. You know, it just takes a toll on you. But when I saw the mayor, you know, he says, you know, I uh, thank you for the first responders and thank you for the, you know, the food and the medical and everybody coming to donate. And, and, and he said, you know, it is tragedy that brings us together. It's tragedy that you find out who you are. And I've always said that, ladies and gentlemen, whether it's a, whether it's a divorce or a medical situation or maybe, you know, your, 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 your job changed, your career changed, your pathway changed. 
you really don't know who you are when you're young and everything is perfect and you got all your friends and you're in high school and you're popular and you have to study you know, and you play sports at ease and you're the captain of the football team or you're the most popular boy or a girl, you have no idea who you are. Who you are is when the fit hits the shan, when you're going through a bad divorce or someone passed away or a tragic accident, something befalls you, maybe COVID. That's when you find out who you are deep inside. What is your first thought? Do you run into the fire or run away from the fire? Do you lash out at people or take a step back and go, you know what? You know what? I don't know what this person is going through right now, and I'm going to give them a pass. Or I'm going to help someone out. Or maybe, oh, I'm not going to talk to that person. And we've all done that, myself included. I've made, I wish I could have made better decisions. I wish I wasn't so edgy or flashy as I call it. I flash sometimes. I get angered or I feel like I'm being mistreated, and I just, Whoa. and that's my bad. It just, it just breaks my heart as we're just now trying to see a slight light at the end of this COVID tunnel, particularly this 4th of July, and have such a tragedy find out or, or, just, or, or to deal with it, another tragedy. And to talk about COVID for a second, we still have to be careful, folks. Please, please, if you haven't gotten the vaccines, please get your vaccines. Please get your shots. Because Dr. Fauci... And we all love Dr. Fauci, God bless him. If it wasn't for him and the other doctors, I, I, I don't know. But Dr. Fauci is warning us that this new Delta variant is affecting 26% of Americans right now. Nearly all third of Americans are affected by this new variant. And there's some people that, pardon me, still do not want to get the vaccine. Talk to a lady. And she's trying to convince me. And again, I, I used to be a chemical warfare uh, instructor, defense instructor. I studied uh, uh, um, nerve agents. Uh, I did a lot of studying back in the day in the early 80s, uh, the war in Afghanistan and how the Soviets were using nerve agents against the, uh, the Afghanis and so forth. And, and the Mujahideen, the holy warriors, which is against <laughs> the Geneva Convention in a million ways. But I, I do know something about this. And you have to get a, it's, it's like a flu, you get the shot, you know, and this is a different type of thing. But a lady tried to convince me, oh, she took her two children in when they were babes, you know, and to get their shots, you know, all the way up to five so they can go to school, preschool and kindergarten. And then soon afterwards, she, 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 she uh, announced both of her kids had speech impediments for about two months three months, speech impediment. Hmm. So therefore, she's not going to allow them to get any vaccines whatsoever because all vaccines are bad. The government's trying to control you. The government's going to monitor you. Really? Does that make sense? I mean, everybody has their reasons, but stop and go back. Why do you have those reasonings? Or why? It's, like, it's, like, it's almost like when people, you know, uh, um, get addicted to drugs and alcohol. So you can't just stop. It's like, what's making you drink? What's making you feel so bad that you want to escape by using drugs? We do this in the fire department. You know, someone falls. Okay, you fell, but what made you fall? 
What was the mechanism that made you fall? Well, I felt lightheaded, and I haven't eaten. Well, maybe, maybe, and you're diabetic. Okay, let's get some <laughs> sugar in there. Let's get you going so you don't fall again. But I'm just saying this as nicely as possible. Please get your vaccines, because Dr. Fauci said this, and please read the report. He says, we're beginning to have two Americas. One America has been vaccinated, and they can come and go, basically. You know, we're starting to open up. The other America is not vaccinated, and they can stake the spread. They can spread it. And it's almost, you know, it can become like a Titanic. You know, you hit that iceberg, and no matter what you do now, oh, ho, we might be in some serious trouble. So please get your vaccines. At least think about it. Maybe make an appointment with your, your doctor. Maybe talk to your family and friends, because some people say, I don't want to get that second shot because, because uh, I might have diarrhea. I'm going, okay, that's a possibility. Or you might have cramping, or your muscles might be sore. Uh, you may want to take an extended nap. But after three or four days of feeling a little nausea, you're going to be better. Your body is going to build up that immune system. Because remember, folks, let's look at this from the beginning. We put on a mask to slow the spread. To slow the spread. We social distance so we didn't contaminate each other and continue to slow the spread. And this vaccine protects us, protects us. And, and they still don't know, and I cannot get an answer, if this is one-time shot or if it's an annual shot, like a flu shot. I don't know. We're, this, is just, this is a new thing. So all I'm trying to convey, ladies and gentlemen, please think about contemplating the mere idea of getting vaccinated. And that's your PSA of the day. So, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? I got to tell you, um, and, and I've quoted this before, uh, a, a besmirched president <laughs> once stated that you write your best memoirs in jail because there's really nothing else to do. And I have to tell you, I'm, I'm slowly picking up the pieces of my life and I look at my past and look at decisions or look at things I did that were important at that time. I mean, I'm just doing a lot of soul searching. And I'm trying to slowly, you know, take down the cross. There's an old saying that Miss Esty, our executive director extraordinaire of my office, D-Esprit, D-Esprit, wit, humor, and spirit, and Lotus Cars. <laughs> she always says, Dave, you got to lower that cross because someone else can use the wood. And I don't mind carrying the cross of, you know, I made mistakes here. I should have done better there. Or, you know, how much blessings I've had. Because I'd, I'd rather be a little bit more humble than, than to be a fraction of being arrogant. But it's amazing. The older you get and you find out where you've been and what you've done and the cost of that. And what I'm trying to convey is I'm, 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 I have this little deck. And I actually did some work on it yesterday. I'm working on book nine. It's slow. Chapter one is awesome. It is, it's, it's a haunting, haunting chapter, and it's really a love story. It's really a love story, a lifetime love story, in a sense. And uh, uh, I have a title for it and a subtitle. We're kind of working on it, and uh, I'm not sure. 
I wonder if it will be completed, if, if it's good enough to complete. I just don't know. But I, I make sure, because it's very hard for me to write, I'm a slow writer. It takes about 8 to 10 hours per paragraph. And then you look at people like our good friend Hemingway. That guy would stand up in his bedroom. He would have his lovers passed out in the bed. <laughs> and he would just write. Do, 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 do. And he had a typewriter. And if you don't know what a typewriter is, I don't know who you are. <laughs> What's a typewriter, Dad? Stop, stop. He just had a typewriter. He'd just stand up for 12, 13, 14 hours. Wouldn't even go to the bathroom. He'd drink. Oh, my God. He'd drink as he's writing. And yet it just flowed. Or you look at someone like Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, my gosh. They said the best headline never written. And that's what he used to say. The best headline never written is, and write this down. This will be on the test. Found on Mars, a statue of Elvis. Now, think about that. Let's say that again. And I want you to really think about this as a headline. Found on Mars, a statue of Elvis. What's Elvis? Elvis Presley, the king. Thank you very much. Because it's, 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 now it's like, well, why Elvis Presley? How did it get on Mars? Did the Martians build it? Did they see one of his videos or buy one of his records? Is it coming back to Earth? I mean, there's so many questions. But that is literally the perfect headline never written. And these guys just whip it out, and it takes me a long, long time. Rocket man. Okay. Wow. So it's, it's very methodical. But, you know, and, and I spend a lot of time on my deck. It's only six feet by eight feet. And yesterday I put another coat of stain on it because I want it to look real sharp. And it's my little place. I've got a hanging ball of impatience I've been working on, and it's really coming together now with the sun. I, 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 I've got another plant. I got here. I got another plant there. I got a little bit of wood for my winter fires. You know, I'm already stacking my wood downstairs outside. I got apple, cherry, oak. You know, I'm so excited about my winter, preparing the next stage of my life. And I'm feeling a little bit better day by day. And I really think that's good therapy for me because a lot of people want it instantaneous. And I have a hard time letting go because you don't know what you've had until it is gone, whether it's your health or, again, a tragedy or your freedom being locked up because of COVID or the job changes or something. And I do a lot of thinking and a lot of praying, a lot of praying. And I'm sure some of you folks do too, because if you listen to the show, you're no dummy. If you listen to the show, you do get it, what we talk about, how we wrap things up. And the show is really all about you. It ain't about me. I tell stories about myself. And when I write, I tell stories about myself, but it's really not about me. It's about the connection, that human connection of moving forward or trying to attempt to do something that may seemingly be impossible, but at least you give it a try. Have I failed? I've failed so much. So much I have failed. But Dave, you've got these accolades. And Dave, you're, you're a fire captain. You've done this. You were in the Air Force. You've done books. Yeah, I've done a few things. And I've dared to dream and dared to try. But I have failed miserably. But I am proud that I gave everything my best. I've, had, I've been asked by, 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 by business people, CEOs, people who are extremely intelligent, What's the secret to your success? 
I just give everything my best. I have always said this, ladies and gentlemen, and if you haven't heard this, hear it now. I tell this to young people. Never, ever, ever waste your time. I'm trying to be the best at that one thing. It's a gazillion to one. You're going to be the best basketball player, the, 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 the prettiest girl, uh, uh, going to Hollywood, uh, being the number one rock star, okay? You know, uh, being the smartest guy on the planet, okay? No. And even if you are the sexiest girl in the world, number one movie star, rock star extraordinaire, it's only going to be for a very, 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 very short time. And then what happens when you're not the prettiest girl in the world anymore? Or they don't come a-calling. Or when you can't play basketball anymore. It's like, uh, I, I've known some sports people. And one guy was only at the show, the baseball show, the major leagues, for just one season. And after that, that was it. And he was like, you know, I've been focused on this all my life, and now I don't know what to do. But I always tell people, just give everything your best. Just give a little bit more effort. If you can do five push-ups, try for seven. If, 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 if you can spend just one extra minute with your kid reading in bed, spend an extra minute in bed reading with the kid. Even when it comes to meditating or having a cup of coffee, I, I, I really am trying to learn to slow down and give myself an extra minute. I'll smoke a cigar and I'll just, I will not move until that cigar is done. That's 40 minutes right there. And that 40 minutes, I can relax. Uh, I can ground myself. And that's what I do because uh, I'm going to do this right after the show. I'm really looking forward after the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some replanting. I'm going to do some replanting, and it grounds me, and it forces me to relax and think of other things. I'll be working on the book as I'm doing this, of course. But it helps me to relax. And considering all the mental pressures you and I have been under in the last year and a half, and then you add in that political white noise we had in Washington, D.C., whether you're left or right or Republican or Democrat, it was just terrible. Wow, I could not believe it in the middle of COVID. My goodness. Terrible. But it gives me time to slow down and relax, and I want you to do the same thing. As we're getting out of COVID, quit punishing yourself. I could have done this. I should have done that. That's okay. Now that you know better, do better. Now that you know better, do better. Be that better person. Does that make sense? So again, the question is, how are you? How are you today than you were this time last year? Because this time last year, it was open. It was closed. We had surges. A lot of people in fear. You know? I mean, for me, this time last year, July 4th, I was working again at uh, the last couple, I think last two or three years, I was working at... Uh, uh, the Monorail Fire Department. And last year was kind of spooky because no one was at the beach on the 2nd. A few people came on the 3rd, and all of a sudden, because we drive, our fire station is just a little bit away from one of the main bridges that connects you, you know, separates the Russian River, and you drive over, and there's the beach. And I remember just do, doing something. I don't know if I was, uh, I don't think I was running a call, but, you know, we do patrols. You know, we, we always patrolling, always patrolling. You know, in case something happens, we get to jump on it. And I remember I was with a young person that says, oh, my God, 
holy cow, it's like World War Z. There was like thousands, only a hundred, but it seems like thousands of people just all at once, boom, went to the river, went to the beach. And we patrolled down there, and no one was wearing masks. There was no social distancing. I'm going, oh, my gosh. One firefighter says, hey, Cap, if they don't wear a mask, don't even think it. You're wearing your mask. Okay? And right right on the dot, 10 to 14 days later, there's a surge in the Sonoma County area. And the people we interviewed, yes, they went to the beach. They went out. They had parties. They, they coagulated. They raved. They blah, blah. Oh, my gosh. And I can understand how that happens because, you know, you just want to get out. You just want to get away. I get it. I get it. I get it. We're only human, for goodness sakes. But it was just, it scared me a little bit. And I'm sure it scared those people. You know what was weird? There was a, a possible drowning at the river. And, 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 and it was so weird. Uh, 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 a 13-year-old boy pulled his mom out of, or tried to pull his mom out of the river and was attempted to do CPR when she wasn't fully out of the river. And it was weird. We got there. We were, my team, and I mean, my partner and I, we got there. And we, you know, and the chiefs are right behind us, and he's running the show. He's the IC instant commander, and we're working on the patient. Here comes the ambulance and so forth. And, and we got to have room. You say, okay, give us some room, guys. Give us some rooms. But everybody kept coming in, and no one's wearing a mask. And I'm like, guys, you know, please, please, let us let us do our job, for goodness sakes. But this time last year, it was different. And the sound of my voice, what I want you to do is just take a moment as you're having a cup of coffee or as you're laying down. Just, just kind of tap in and reflect, where were you at this time last year, and how did you feel? How did you feel this time last year? Were you going through a bad divorce? Did you lose someone in your life? Were you going through a medical experience? Maybe, you know, you're a young person in college and all the pressure of Zooming in college or doing what you have to do to adjust. Or you may have to, you know, sit those kids, babysit those kids, homeschool those kids. What were you doing this time last year? And how do you feel today? Because in all things, ladies and gentlemen, it takes time. I truly don't know if I'm ever, 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 ever going to be over my, my divorce. It's just, it's just, I mean, I have to be honest. I want to move forward. I want to move on. And I've, I've physically moved, and that's helping me an awful lot because I have my own little place. I'm responsible for myself. My son has grown. He's raising a child, you know. I'm, I, I, it's, 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 it's a bittersweet thing. But what about you? Be honest with yourself. Close your eyes for just five seconds. One, two, three, four, five. Where were you at this time last year? I know the lovely, I, I don't know if I should say this, but the lovely Miss Fabulous Faye, the lady who helps us with the show, and she's, she's got that nice voice at the intro. She's a hard worker, young lady trying to make her way in the world. And, you know, she says, Dave, sometimes, you know, when I work at the school, it's one, it's always something. It's this person. It's this kid. It's this parent. Da, 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 da. It's the administrators. Da, 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 the principal. I'm trying to help out. Da, da, da. I'm going, honey, this is life. It's always going to be something. And I told her, 
because we talked. You know, she's 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 getting. I said this year was boot camp for you, boot camp. Now that you got boot camp, we're gonna you know we're gonna go up that pyramid a little bit, but it's always gonna be something. Where were you at this time last year? Oh well, I wasn't sure about my career, and uh, there was always a family issue. Da 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 da. Begotten, begotten, and kids and births and people in the hospital, and there was always something, a fire or whatever. And then I'm talking to her, she's like, "Well, yeah." I'm going, "Look how far you've come in one year." Look how far you've come in one year. So, ladies and gentlemen, give yourself some credit. Where were you at this time last year, and where are you at now? Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? So, this 4th of July is going to be different. You know, here's a question, because we, we do that. Here's a question. Uh, 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 how many times have you been to Mickey D's? <laughs> My grandson just loves Mickey D's. He's, he goes, crazy. He sees Mickey D's, Pavlov's dog. He gets McNuggets and fries, and you don't touch that boy. when he be eating, he'll, he'll eat your hand. It's normal. Every Friday, most of Fridays, my beautiful son and my amazing grandson, he's amazing. He's so amazing. SJ is awesome. Most awesomest grandchild ever seen, ever met. Awesome. But he's, it's a, it's a thing they do. Uh, they, they wear the same shirts. Same type of shirts, same color shirts, and they'll go shopping. And nine times out of ten, they'll go to Mickey D's. You know, it's a little Friday tradition with father and son, which I think is beautiful. So my question is, how many times have you been to Mickey D's or Wendy's or Burger King? I don't know. How many glasses of water have you consumed? What? <laughs> I don't know. I drink like four or five glasses a day. I do that all that time. Really? And how many movies have you seen? What? How many movies have you seen last year? What? Here's promotion for Paramount Pictures and our good friend Tommy. Tommy Cruise. Tommy Cruise. Tommy Cruise, Top Gun. Top Gun 2. It's going to be the number one uh, movie in the planet because it's Tommy Cruise. It's got action and adventure and, you know, that whole flying thing. But because of COVID, we have not been out to see a movie. And I bet you when we see Tommy Cruise or Cars for the Kids or whatever, we're really going to remember it. That's the first movie I saw after COVID, Dave. Top Gun or, or Cars 2 or Planes, Trains, Automobiles. I don't know. We always remember that. But my point being is we do so much and have and do it all the time, we just forget to appreciate these little things. Fourth of July, people forget. What is Fourth of July? Oh, that means we barbecue and have hamburgers and macaroni salad, potato salad with blue cheese and bacon, and we just gorge. We just gorge. <laughs> no, I don't think that, I don't really think that was the premise of Independence Day. And I do get a little perturbed, if I may, and I will, when I see folks who only put on that flag lapel on the 4th of July. I'm going, well, why don't you wear that all the time? What? And I get a little perturbed when people who have not been of service, thank you for your service. No, 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 no. Thank, don't, 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 don't do that. You don't do that. Now, if an older gentleman or a young airman or a police officer or someone I really respect, a teacher, yes, thank you for your service being a good teacher. Thank you, General Jill, for all that you do. Thank you, Dr. Smith, Nurse Ratchet. Thank you for all that you do. 
God bless you. See, it's, it's, it's about the respect thing. And sometimes I think we do so much all the time, we don't even appreciate it as much as we should. That's why this 4th of July will be different. This 4th of July will be so amazing. I just, I, 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 it's only special. Things in life, ladies and gentlemen, are only special when they're rare. Does that make sense? We drink water all the time. We flip on a switch and there's electricity. We, 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 we can have 100,000 channels in our Blu-ray machine, uh, 4K, plasma, TV, surround, surround, whatever. We start the vehicle, we drive, we got heated butt seats, air conditioner. We've got so much, and it's, it's, it's normal for us, and I understand that. But this 4th of July is going to be a little bit different. Now, here's another question. Have you ever had a nice steak dinner? Maybe you couldn't afford it, but you had a nice steak dinner. Hubba, hubba. Medium, thick, huh, huh, huh? You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? With, with, with uh, uh, the, the mushrooms, mushroom sauce. Oh, gratin potatoes, maybe twice baked potatoes with extra bacon. Bacon is awesome. Love the bacon. Aching for bacon. Uh-huh. And maybe you had a nice drink before that, a Manhattan and a single cube. Nice, nice Woodford Reserve whiskey. Nice glass of wine, and you drank it slow, you ate it slow, you're going to savor the heck out of that meal because you don't have it every day. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? What about those annual vacations? You saved up for them all year, or maybe it was every three or four years you took a nice, nice, nice vacation for yourself, and you enjoyed it all the more. And what do we do at vacations? Really? The best vacation is when you get the best sleep, and you can do that at my house at half the price. (laughs) Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Here's a question for you. Maybe 10 days ago, two weeks ago, when you took off your mask and you finally got to see some of your family and friends or the grandkids or your daughter, your love, how did you feel when, when, when you gave each other that hug? How did you feel? We shake hands all the time. We kind of hug all the time. But now because it's so rare and you haven't had it for so long, how did it make you feel? All I'm trying to convey is this fourth, remember. Embrace where you were at last year. Were you alone last year? Were you frustrated? Were you tired? Were you fearful? Were you unsure of yourself? Because it wasn't only COVID, you still had life. You still had to go out and shop for food, hoping you can get gas, trying to pay the bills, trying to take care of the kids. COVID just added to all that stress. So today, what I'm trying to convey is, are you more hopeful about the future? Are you more open to receive things, good and bad? You know, when you're closed off, you're not going to feel anything. And maybe you're protecting yourself, but you're losing so much. Hopefully, you feel less stressed. And hopefully, above all, if you're writing down notes, write this one word down. Hopefully, of all things you are, 
happier. Happier. It is my hope that you are happier. It's my hope that you feel safe. It is my hope that you are in a better place. So here is your homework assignment. 120 seconds. Two minutes. For two minutes, when you're having the barbecue, your little wine club things, when you're with family and friends, the kids, stop. Don't move. Don't gawk. Don't talk. Two minutes. Give yourself two minutes and just absorb, or as Mrs. C would say, to receive. There's listening, there's observing, and there's receiving. Love you. Yeah, love you too. But when you receive, no, I, I love you. What? You do? Yeah, I, I love you. Oh, my gosh. See, we do these things all the time, but when you slow down, and when something's taken away from you, and maybe you're lucky enough to get it again, that good health, a better job, something, you're able to receive. So for 120 seconds, what I want you to do is stop. Soak in the moment. Remember where you're at this time last year. And don't take what we have for now for granted. That's the thing. If COVID taught us anything, it taught us how precious how precious and how susceptible we are. All of us are. Unbelievable. This thing could have been really, this, this could have been a war of the worlds like pandemic. It could have knocked down everything. And because of people, all of us, all of us stepping up, whether you're a truck driver delivering food, UPS driver, working at Amazon, still going to your work, the doctors, the nurses, the teachers, the TAs, the parents, everybody did something to keep the ball rolling. That's why we need to stop and celebrate our independence by accepting moments that matter most. Not just wolfing down a hamburger. But maybe taking the time as you're making the burgers on the grill to look at your family and savor the kids playing outside. I talked about it in the last show. I was sitting outside praying, meditating, and I heard something I hadn't heard in a long time. I heard children laugh, screeching laughter, playing in the river. Oh, my God. That was so cool. Unbelievable. We're starting to get back to normal again. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the cost of freedom and independence. That people do all so much every single day to make our lives better and to keep us safe, whether it is your veterans. That's the highest compliment a veteran could give another veteran. When we say, thank you, sir, thank you, ma'am, for your service. I do that to firefighters, teachers, police officers. They know me. I know them. That's a club within a club. And what about those doctors and nurses and police officers? Yes, police officers, the first responders. It's, just a, it's, it's not a job to them. It's kind of a calling, if you really think about it. Because teachers do not, you want to talk about your most valuable player in the world, it's your teachers. Because nowadays, they're like the parents. They, raise, they help raise the kids. They give them good values. They're trying to educate them as best as they can. God bless them. But it's everybody, everywhere, doing this all the time. 
So when the Fed hits the shan, when buildings fall down, boom, you've got professionals right there on the money. Because I believe, ladies and gentlemen, in a post-COVID environment, every day gives us a different perspective to reflect and be better and appreciate what we have now compared to what we didn't have last year. So this 4th of July, treat yourself. Eat the burger slowly. Treat it like that nice steaky steak. Don't just wolf down those, those chips. Eat it. You know, that's the oldest trick in the world. You notice, and I do that too. I have to slow down because I love chips. Love the chippers. They're amazing. Dorito tacos. Love them. I'll do that sometimes. I'll just grab like four or five and then... But I savor them better when I do it one at a time. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, 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 And I'm trying to eat slower. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? So if you're writing down two more words, write this down. Enjoy. The second word, relish. Because, ladies and gentlemen... It breaks my heart. I cannot imagine what those families are going to be going through. The body count will rise. They still have not accounted for 152 people. And then when you add into COVID, as of this broadcast, we've lost 604,000 Americans. Could have been worse, I'm sure. Could have been less, I'm sure too. But that is another story. Because the, re the reality of life is, ladies and gentlemen, and my son is starting to learn this, it's always going to be something. There's always going to be an accident. There's always going to be some unforeseen tragedy. That's why it is so important this holiday weekend, the 4th of July weekend, that you make every day count. Slower is better. Slower is actually faster. Just take a moment and reflect. The journey of life won't appreciate the moments unless you've known where you've been. Say that again. In the journey of life, you won't appreciate the moment unless you've known where you've been. So happy, happy 4th of July to you, your family, and friends. I always ask, pass it along. If you see someone, bring them some happiness. Hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. I do this all the time. I go to the local Safeway, and I see uh, people not doing so well, so I'll help them offload their vehicle or offload groceries into their vehicle. I make friends with three or four people at the Safeway, the staff there. I always want to make sure that they're, they're working their little butts off. And here I am just shopping, shopping, shopping so I can cook myself a nice meal, a barbecue that I probably won't even remember. But I'm trying to slow down. I want to make sure I make other people happy. And that's why, again, I am so privileged to be your host. So with that, let's do our house cleaning as always. I want to thank Mr. Pat Metheny and the Pat Metheny Group in Management for allowing us to use his music. Uh, 
When I write, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I listen to certain pieces of music, and I'm listening to a Pat Metheny song called A Change in Circumstance. It's from the double album, Secret Story. And it was a secret story, because uh, if, if I'm correct, Mr. Metheny, as he was making this album, uh, either his fiance or longtime girlfriend, she just walked off. Because Pat was traveling an awful lot, making a lot of music, you know, in the studio, and 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 that that's the thing. That is that's the huge thing, and it really, from what I understand, it broke the man's heart. And he made some songs for this girl specifically for her, always and forever. Beautiful song. So if you get a chance, go to his website, look up a few songs. And what I do when I write, I always have theme music, and usually it's a Pat Metheny uh, uh, song, and I'm doing change in circumstances. So always remember, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for giving us a listen. And please remember that you're not alone. In the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. And I want you to have faith in yourself. Please don't give up. If you're having a bad day, it's just a bad day. You never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. That's why I like to sit outside and just relax and reflect of where I'm at and where I've been because then I know where I'm going. So as always, ladies and gentlemen, please do as much as you can for as many as you can for as long as you can. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. So until next time, my good friends, take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.